Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's 30. We'll take it. That's a movement. Sometimes they start with 30. You've heard the podcast. Sometimes 30 people can change the world. Surely they can change a name. Good Lord, Dave. That was pathetic. I want to thank uh, Christine Shenton, who uh, wrote this one. Uh, well, did the research. Um, I wrote it, but uh, we all. But I've been it. waiting on this one. This one's been kicking around for like a year, and uh, it's about how the Jew controls banking. Uh, it, it's, let's so let's let's get the data, and then we'll get into the details. Let's not jump into it like that. No thesis. I don't think we have that. I don't think we um, have anything to plug anymore. Yeah, it's the book. <laughs> that's it. Uh, oh, the Dollop movie, 2020. Uh, Dollop movie. That's going to be a good one. It's uh, going to be a good one. And then our episode of 2020 after yeah. the movie comes yeah. out, which is about... I thought that was a book you were cleaning for a second. I was like, this guy's out of his goddamn mind. Really Scrub dirty. my little bookie book. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, let's just... Uh, oh, should we do that? Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Dollop! <laughs> This is a uh, bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I... (laughs) Comedian, writer, actor, director, lover. We have a heart out. So, Friend? Not in the intro. Ex-soccer player? Okay, let's just keep it moving. College graduate. Let's go. Let's High school graduate, middle school graduate. Sure. All right. Well, we Elementary school graduate. We would assume if how you graduated high Dave school, Anthony, the other ones had I'm to be graduated. saying my name. Yeah, it's, no, you're not. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Uh, if I can't get this clean to yeah. specifications, what? we're not doing it. Okay. <laughs> specifications. Um, bring up our guest. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to love our guest. Uh, she is a friend of mine from years ago. She's a hilarious comedian, writer. You've probably seen her on a ton of shit. Give it up for Sarah Tiana. Sarah Tiana. There's Tiana. Sarah Tiana, who's got a company with her mother where mm-hmm. they make cat uh, bow ties and bandanas. And bandanas. And she oh my gave God, me... though, I was going to do that. No, yep, Dave, it's late. far too late, and you haven't started at all. Uh, I am making <laughs> bow ties but, uh, for ocelots. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. But she brought me a goodie bag for Jose, and we decided he's a Raiders fan. Yes. So, yeah. So you know. If anybody wants a cat, I have a crazy one that lives in my garage. Yeah. Oh, what's the company uh, called? Catbandana.com. Cat-bandana. It's very clever. There it's ours, go. so don't race home and try to buy that. Yeah. We own it. <laughs> All right. Just as I own Ocelot bow ties. <laughs> yeah. I, I dot net. Uh, mm-hmm. The dot com guy was like stupid. <laughs> Coming to the party late. This is unreal. (laughs) What's happened? 1849! I've heard of it. We're in. There you go. That's a good start. Gideon Lincecum, a prominent Texas physician, wrote a bill for the Texas legislature to consider. It was called the memorial. 
He mailed 776 copies to Texas politicians, journalists, prominent citizens, and doctors. Quote, The intention of the penal code is to terrify the wicked, prevent crime, and improve the character of the community. Our present penalties do not produce these results. To hang a criminal brings him notoriety uh, and elevates him to a hero. Oh, here Boy. we go. Here also, we go. Also kills him. I knew being from the South, we'd get to the hanging part of it. <laughs> I'm it's a big early. fan of this podcast. <laughs> and early. I feel like we have been sorely misrepresented. No. <laughs> no. Oh. No. No. Well, no. I have now, to Sarah, tell you. We are not going to sit here and let you say that. Listen. There's many great times that are highlighted. Honestly, I haven't even begun. Oh. <laughs> So wait, he's he's arguing though that if you hang somebody, that is that glo- they're like martyrs. Yeah, you want to like hurt a... them instead and keep it on yeah. a hush hush. So he says, "quote emasculation would instead serve as a strong deterrent to crime." Wait, well, what's crazy is he's not wrong necessarily. I know. I feel like if it was like, you if know. If you called him a sissy boy, is yeah. that what you're saying? Like on his way to work. Stop doing that. Isn't that why kids buy guns nowadays anyway? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that too real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Society has the right to do what it may to benefit the whole, from sawing off the dragon's horns down to the crushing of an ant egg. Now, he's getting a little now poetic. I'm, I don't want to know what those really are. You're about to find out. To ants, no, no. To ants lay eggs. The laws. Oh no! Wait, this is what he wrote first. He wrote to another doctor. Quote: Did you ever see a eunuch? What is that? The opener? <laughs> no deer. <laughs> Uh, dear pal, how are things? Sorry about golf last Saturday. Say, ever seen a non-genitaled human? <laughs> it seems like thank you notes from my grandma, you know, where they're like so non-sequitur. Like, speaking of haircuts, it's like no one was talking about a haircut, Happy grandma. 10th birthday. Seen a eunuch? <laughs> anyway, here's $20. I have met five of them. One of them I made myself. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No. Oh, I you, made it myself. Yeah, it, it's not shake and bake. <laughs> and I helped. I took it right off. And I watched. <laughs> he was a degraded drunken sot in delirium tremors at the time, and I did it in kind of a youthful frolic. Oh! Your penis and balls are gone. Yay! That seems emasculated. Yeah, <laughs> that is unfair. Do they take the penis too? It's just the balls, right? It's just the balls, yeah? No, the Come guy, on, they the guy, the, they the guy the I hug. met with. Oh. <laughs> well, he does a twofer. <laughs> oh, and you get your eyes lasered. So, yeah, eyes lasered and all the Jenny's gone. Well, it cured him and made him an honest man of him, and he became quite industrious, religious, and studious. I'll never lie again, and I love the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be pretty focused. Praise be to Jesus. I can't imagine how much more focused a man would be. (laughs) I'm ready to work. Oh, no, I don't like the ladies anymore. It's just for peeing out of. (laughs) 
The laws of heredity cannot be overruled. To have good, honest citizens and fair, truthful men and women, they must be bred right. To breed them, we must have good breeders, and to use the surgeon's knife is the only possible no. chance. No. No. Ah. So he's, he's Bob Barkering the prison population? I mean, have your prisoners spayed or neutered. This guy was just a drunk. I don't know if he was a prisoner. Oh, he was just but like degenerates. He's saying remove the... Yeah, but this guy was Baby just batter tr- from the worst. Yeah. And you're only going to get the good societal pancakes. Right. That was close. Mm. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Lindstrom's bill was published in most Texas newspapers and mm-hmm. widely discussed. But it was not t- taken seriously. It was rejected and became the subject of jokes. Okay. Dr. Lindstrom was very upset, and he wrote to an editor that perhaps the press needed to be castrated. Well. No more journalist babies. <laughs> so he didn't take that well. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like criticism. Well, which no. press? <laughs> yeah. I, well, right. But back then, it was just all men. men. Oh, it was all facts. Yeah. Okay. Everybody united that that sounded crazy. Everybody. <laughs> your had. theory about cutting people's balls off is nuts. We should take your balls. <laughs> That'd teach you. <ya. laughs> Thirty-two years later, in May 1881, Dr. William. Goodall, a professor of clinical gynecology, read a paper in front of the Pennsylvania Medical Society. Quote, the ovaries have been successfully removed for a number of disorders of menstrual life, fibroid tumors, chronic pelvic infections, lesions that congest menstruation, etc. To this list, there can be no doubt that some forms of insanity ought to be added. Isn't this the Republican health care plan? Garrett, didn't you know that ovaries are a pre-existing condition? <laughs> they absolutely are. Yes. They absolutely are. They are. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they, they are. They really get in the way. <laughs> so much. Yes, they do. Uh, no, mm-hmm. Dave. Mm-hmm. No, Dave. How do you like your eggs, David? Uh, <laughs> I like some fresh popping ovaries. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, that's the a ska band, right? <laughs> Fresh poppin' ovaries? Oh, yeah. that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> FPO's coming. <laughs> the relationship insanity bears to menstruation is often a very close one. So close indeed it should be defined as ovarian insanity. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in this time, you know, I've noticed a difference with Helen every seven days towards the end of the month lately. I mean, I do go crazy when I can't find chocolate. <laughs> no, I get a little. Well, this upset. is before women could eat chocolate. Oh, they before we were to, allowed. Yeah, they were not yeah. Allowed, yeah. smudges yeah. the voting paper. That's why we couldn't vote either. <laughs> oh, you get your chocolate all over it. Your craziness. In the first place, an insane woman is no more a member of society than a criminal. <laughs> oh, boy. This is, this is How you feeling? This is not going to go Can well. I just say, Dave, I listen to this podcast yeah. twice a week, yeah. and it is so fun to watch Gareth's head explode in person. <laughs> it sounds so different than it looks. It, it's popping like a goddamn ovary, Sarah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Secondly, her death is always a relief to her dearest friends. Wow, that is messed up. That, I'm on well, record. Listen. You guys, when you guys are on your menstruation time, everyone's like, oh, just die. Thank God Kathy died. <laughs> what a bitch last week, eh? I know. Can't go through another 11 months of that this year. I told her I was bringing the apple pie, and then she brought it. <laughs> we can't have two apple pies here. I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> you know, Ruth's getting a little lippy over here. <laughs> it must be that time of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the removal, therefore, of the ovaries in such a case would then tend to restore a woman to home and society and at the same time prevent her from having insane offspring. <laughs> You're well, really is... coming out swinging early here, Dave. Yeah. It is impossible to go crazy when you're ironing. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Chinese are like, just take Dong Kwai. What yeah. are you doing? What's wrong? Two down. years later, British psychologist and anthropologist Sir Francis Galton, a cousin of Charles Dar Darwin, published Inquiries into Human Faculty and Its Development. In a footnote, he wrote, the word eugenics sufficiently expresses the science of improving stock. Oh. Everybody knew this episode was coming. Uh. What? <laughs> Who's Eugene? Eugenics. <laughs> You're gonna love this. It's about Eugene. He's great. Mm -hmm. Probably from Texas and an <laughs> asshole, huh? Yeah, we get a bad rap. Bad rap. Five years later, in 1888, Orpheus Everts, a superintendent of the Cincinnati Sanitarium, presented a paper to the Cincinnati Academy of Medicine. He wrote of, quote, a law that allowed for the castration of certain criminals would diminish the number of the defective classes of society by limiting the productive ability of such classes. <sighs> by limiting the sure. productive ability? Like they're Fucking. producing? Oh. Yeah, Not like, like their ability to type fast. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. that kind of production. <laughs> the kind where you put your wiener in a lady and out comes a baby. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, this guy. <laughs> The next year, in 1889, a superintendent at a school for delinquent boys in Pennsylvania oh got boy. These are all just people who want easier jobs. <laughs> Cut off their balls. They go right to bed. <laughs> if you shake a baby, it sleeps better. <laughs> it's shake a baby, and I have. <laughs> shake a baby by Hasbro. Uh, the superintendent at a school for delinquent boys in Pennsylvania got parental consent for the castration of a, quote, feeble-minded inmate. <sighs> parental consent? Yep. Their parents were like, yeah, you take them off. That's fine. So you <laughs> think it's the balls that are doing this? <laughs> well, finally, someone's not talking about the ovaries. <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> well, if you think that's the best thing, then take Chuck's nuts. <laughs> Ah, now that I heard it rhymed, I'm not sure if I want to let them go. <laughs> I had to keep them. <laughs> they just had to keep them. Uh, three years later, now as president of the Asso Association of Medical Officers, Officers of American Institutions for Idiotic and Feeble-Minded Persons. 
Well, finally, not pulling punches. Nice. Congratulations on becoming the president of the Association of Medical Officers of American Institutions for Idiotic and Feeble-Minded Persons. Thank you. Is there a shortened version of that? Gerrymandering. So uh, he wrote, quote, The census of 1890 unmistakably points to a steady increase in the proportion of idiots and imbeciles in the general population. Just can't imagine reading got, this shit. He got that kid. from a census. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's how many sense. kids do you have? We three, have five, how many are idiots? Five kids, Two. three idiots. <laughs> Two rags, three dumbs. And we have four cats and two birds and a fish. Sorry, five dumbs. I'm, I'm the dumb half. <laughs> Put me down as dumb, too. My husband's reg. Reg. He's on the reg. He's on the reg. <laughs> he stated that in Pennsylvania there had been a 22% increase in feeble-mindedness among native-born people and a 228% increase in the feeble-mindedness mind- of immigrants. <laughs> well, see, they're faster. Yeah, they are fast. <laughs> but, I mean, these are really like the charts you see like in Congress, where people are like, if you don't, it's like if you have a pie chart, everyone's like, oh, well, it must be true. <laughs> it's all divided <laughs> up. It's oh, kind of I like see a that pie. little sliver 80% there. 80% oh, are man, stupid now if they come on boats. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sir. Well. <laughs> so... Things started to happen. In 1895, Connecticut passed a law that prohibited, quote, marriage or intercourse where either man or woman is epileptic, imbecile, or feeble-minded, or the woman is under the age of 45. And the woman is under the age of 45. Now, oh, that would be weird. How do you... <laughs> so any, an epileptic, imbecile, or feeble-minded woman okay, can't get... How, uh, how do you... Okay, what is an imbecile considered? Um... Dave, Dave just pointed, pointed at um, <laughs> I a, a doctor would literally decide if they're an imbecile or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you get a hat and you have to sit in a corner. Huh. Oh boy, I win! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! What are you doing to my things? <laughs> See that one that wants to castrate himself? He's an imbecile. I'm ready to go! <laughs> so under that law, someone could get three years in prison for having sex with an epileptic or <laughs> an imbecile. With an epileptic? Yeah. <laughs> But I like it when she shakes. (laughs) We were playing just the tip and she had one. (laughs) The president of the American Bar Association was, as you would expect, Hmm. totally on board. Of course he would be. Well, if he's the president of a bar. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I... You're drinking, huh? I'm not crazy. This makes total sense. Let's do this. He said the law was, quote, a novel one designed apparently to prevent unhealthy offspring. Sure. A practical deterrent to protect future generations from the evil operation of laws of heredity. Mm -hmm. So doctors were coming around to this idea. In 1899, a Dr. Albert Oshner, a chief surgeon in Chicago, published a a paper titled Surgical Treatment of Habitual Criminals. He wrote that vasectomy would protect the community at large by preventing criminals, chronic drunks, imbeciles, perverts, and paupers from having children. 
and there would soon be a very marked decrease in this class of people. What was a vasectomy like in this time? <laughs> just like yeah, some guy lights a match, that. he's like, whoops, messed up again. Sorry about your dick. Let's keep going. <laughs> they just tie a string around. I, there you go. Don't untie that. <laughs> Honor code. You're not going to untie that, are you? Only untie it if you're wanting. Okay. All right. <laughs> I really should have looked that up. Yeah, I, oh, see I him, don't think you should I could just see him putting a nail in. All right, I'm yeah. going to nail it right there. You don't ever take this nail out. <laughs> How's the anesthetic? He's dead. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> you know, that's the number one thing on, that they do on military bases, American military bases. Is what? That's the number one operation on military bases. Vasectomies? Vasectomies, yeah. Literally coming. A medic's bringing him in. He's really ready to fuck, sir. Move, move, move. Ah, I just want to do it. There's a reporter here from out of town, sir. We've been flirting all week. Move fast. Cut it off. Cut it off. Give it a tourniquet, sir. How bad is it? Calm down, Junior. Now bite here on this log. Privates, privates. <laughs> Saving Ryan's private. <laughs> a Dr. Harry Sharp, a surgeon. Harry Sharp oh, no. is a surgeon. Oh, that's the best. And I believe it or not, I love penises. <laughs> right where it's Harry, I get sharp. <laughs> Mrs. <is> sharp. <laughs> he was a, a surgeon at the Indiana Reformatory in Jacksonville, Indiana. Mm. And he read that article. Oh, and boy. at the time, he had a patient named Clausen who, quote, Suffered from excessive masturbation. Oh well, I think we've got, I think we've got our patient zero. Oh well, we found a teenager. <laughs> How old is he? That doesn't say, but I I imagine he's about sixteen, <laughs> based on the description I just read. Imagine like the images that you would have to conjure up back in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Oh my God. Picture that ankle. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I saw a bottle of whiskey once. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Super into when it. When I saw that duck fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh heaven. <laughs> he gave Clausen a vasectomy and said his health improved. And he was more cheerful and his excessive masturbation ceased. Well. That makes me think that he, that he fucked up the balls. <laughs> Because you could give me a vasectomy at 16 and I'm still yeah. fucking jerking off like yeah. a rabbit. Yeah. Like, that doesn't yeah. matter. You're not like, oh, I can't make a baby. I don't <laughs> want to jerk up anymore. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, if I masturbate, things happen to my penis, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> you just said a fax. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You just said a fact as if it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me. <laughs> need the to sky is the blue, balls. I tell ya. <laughs> uh, Why isn't anybody left? Nothing. <laughs> I don't get it. In 1906, the American Breeders Association, which had been, which <laughs> nope, it's fine. It was created to improve the breeding of animals. Yeah. Formed a committee on eugenics. Oh. So mm-hmm. they're, they're spreading their wings. This is, this is the first national... Literally, they're yeah. spreading them. Yeah. <laughs> <and> impregnating <laughs> them right after they spread them. This got awkward. Oh, you guys, you don't want to imagine it? Watch Planet Earth, it's great. <laughs> What's happening right now? You don't have to imagine it. <laughs> so this is the first national eugenics organization. Oh, good. Its stated <laughs> responsibilities were, first... To investigate and report on heredity in human in the human race. 
Two, to devise methods of recording the values of the blood of individuals, families, and peoples and races. Hmm? Okay. Three, to emphasize the value of superior blood and the menace to society of inferior blood. Wait. <laughs> yep. Two, Go ahead. To suggest methods of improving heredity of the family, the people, or the race. They noted they would have to combat the idea of sympathy. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Shooting it down. People are going to lack the stupids. <laughs> These fucking people here. And, they, and they, they should frame it as a positive step in human evolution. Oh, my yep. God. This is why bulldogs have to have C-sections oh now. Too much inbreeding. It's true. Think about <laughs> the bulldogs. The, well, they try to keep the bloodline pure, and then now they can't have babies, and they're all fucked up. Oh, my God. So what we're saying is it's a lot like bulldogs. <laughs> well, uh, you guys get it. <laughs> Just because Dave don't. <laughs> the eugenics movement slowly moved forward. There were wow. failed attempts to enact forced sterilization laws in Texas, Oregon, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Dr. Harry Sharp of Indiana helped <laughs> introduce an act to, quote, prevent the procreation of confirmed criminals, idiots, imbeciles, and rapists. I can't. Oh, God. That, well, here we go. All right. God, now you're conf- Now you're torn. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yes, yes, but still. I, no, I'll keep going. I can't comment on this. No comment. <laughs> Sharp argued that no criminal or other degenerate had ever had a normal child. And uh, and mm. it would save money. Well, there it is. <laughs> it passed. It sounds like an infomercial back then. Indiana legislators made sure to give immunity from civil and criminal liability to whoever was doing the sterilizing. Okay. Dr. Sharp sterilized 119 men in 1908, over 10% of his institution's population. In January of 19... 19- of 1908, the American Medical Association got on board with forced sterilization. Jesus Christ. The <laughs> Journal of the AMA published an editorial titled Race Suicide for Social Parasites. Wait, what Wait, is race the suicide? headline? Again? Race Suicide for Social Parasites. Race Suicide for Social Parasites. Oh, like the human, like the uh, the race of nationality. Like I not a NASCAR race. Yeah, not a NASCAR race. No. I just did a hundred in an hour. <laughs> I'm going to try to beat it. <laughs> the AMA argued that doctors should, quote, teach the public not how to punish, but how to restrict crime by restricting the breeding of our criminals. <laughs> Wow. I would never, I would never be able to have had kids back then. They'd yeah. be like, "No, <laughs> she can't do it. She doesn't even know what a race is." <laughs> oh, her ovaries are long gone. Yeah, they're out of here. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they they're dead on, and gone. They left her on their own. Actually, they're gone. They're far <laughs> yeah. gone. No, they yeah. absolutely left. <laughs> they <their> ran. <laughs> yeah, just another thing that left her. <laughs> oh, come on! It's funny. It's self-deprecate. Okay, it's fine. It's not you, it's us. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Little suitcases. <laughs> Got everything? Okay, let's go. Bye. Yeah. The eggs! Don't put all your ovaries in one basket. You know what they say. <laughs> so Dr. Sharp led the charge. He got on the American Breeders Association Eugenics Committee and helped form the Eugenics Record Office. This was a propaganda wing to spread information about eugenics. <laughs> was it all on white paper? <laughs> 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 oh 
Quote, in popular magazine articles and public lectures, in addresses to social workers, in circular letters to physicians, teachers, the clergy, and legislatures. It was a PR machine, and it worked. Popular Science Monthly... We've heard that a lot on this podcast. (laughs) PR machine? It's a PR machine, and it worked. Propaganda wing, and it worked. Popular, Popular Science Monthly published many articles with titles like The Foundations of Eugenics. Heredity and race improvement. And shall we improve our race? Oh, my. Well, at least that one you could say no to. Don't you think? No. Don't you think the words popular and science don't go together? No, they really don't. I don't think if you like science. It's not breakthroughs. What we gossiping about. Oh, you know what? Science-wise. Well, did you hear? Oh, I got a doozy for you. (laughs) Tell anyone. It's trending. You are not going to believe what he wore into the lab the other day. (laughs) The fashion episode. I mean, Dr. Sharp. Get it together. Uh, Some New York Tribune headlines. Oh, God. Eugenics would improve human stock by blotting out blood taints. Blood what? Taints? I mean, that's just a catchy headline. Taints? Uh, Blood taints. Taints? I don't think that kind of taint. Well... It doesn't sound, after some of these surgeries, you might have blood tests. <laughs> it's vas- everywhere. That's Sorry, vasect- we're not good at this. Sorry, vasectomies are new. It's a vasectomy. Your penis came off. We'll see ya. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there. And then freedom of intercourse among defectives is the despair of eugenics. <laughs> Jesus Wait, Christ. This. Uh, freedom of intercourse. I missed it. I was still thinking about blood taints. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Freedom of intercourse among defectives is the despair of eugenicists. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Well, if you met some of my cousins, you would understand why some of this stuff is coming up. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And that's where this episode's going to (laughs) end. Yeah, it's going to end at my Uncle Uncle JR's house. (laughs) (laughs) You don't really have an Uncle JR. I do. He (laughs) drank... His ex-wife tried to kill him like nine times. And she so that's who shot JR. Yeah. She put, she did shoot him three times. But she put rat poison in his coffee every day for a year, and he built up an immunity to it. I'm so not wait. kidding. I'm you're, not kidding. You're related to Mike Malloy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. If you meet some of these people, you're like, <laughs> maybe don't want them breeding. <laughs> I definitely want to write down everything they say because it's hilarious. In one article, the New York Tribune said, quote, terrible increase in the number of feeble-minded children in the past few years. Feeble-minded mothers are twice as prolific as normal women. The only solution is the unsexing of all feeble-minded persons God. to prevent them from breeding. Well, maybe unsexing. They, they should have quit advertising that you can smoke when you're pregnant back then. Yeah, in certain areas. <laughs> yeah. Smoke away! Male. Other articles were titled Improving the Race. Uh. New... Uh, wait, <laughs> that's got fucked up by that. Uh, the American eugenics movement received extensive funding from various corporate mm-hmm. foundations. Of course, yes. of course. Including the Carnegie Institution. Oh, good. Good. The Getting Rockefeller off. Foundation. Oh, good. Good, good, good. And the Harriman Railroad Fortune, which was the Union Pacific Railroad money. Oh, good. Mm. So they're all behind it. Many notable people 
were on board. Alexander Graham Bell wrote of the fine art of selective breeding under skilled hands as a factor in human development. Oh, ring, ring, it? it's a fact calling. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Re- uh, hello? <laughs> I believe everything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what was you saying? I'm going through a tunnel. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> oh. Till we meet again. <laughs> John Harvey Kellogg helped found the race. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the I stage where the in. man changed for me. <laughs> John Harvey Kell- Kellogg helped found the Race Betterment Foundation. Good Lord, can you imagine all these businesses like walking by? Oh, the Race Betterment and Foundation. The RBF. Oh, the old RBF. <laughs> He suggested the establishment of a eugenic registry to create a pedigree of proper breeding pairs. Put a, wait, put a, wait. Put a, what? Yeah. So he's trying to hook up uh, the right peeps. He is um, he's matchmaking for the race. Okay, interesting. Uh, Comes yeah. back to bulldogs. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> when doesn't it? But there's so a he, couple. He, uh, there's a couple dating sites that are like that. <laughs> uh, farmers.com. Yeah. <laughs> Farmersonly.com. Don't farmers go to farmers.com. <laughs> I made that mistake. I was like, where the girl? Oh, I'm the girl. Oh, no. We've got to come. You're going to be a sheep. Bum, ba bum, 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 bum. When you're signing up, it says, would That's you like to be a farmer <laughs> or a sheep? Um, um, I just matched with a farmer as a sheep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so... So he's... He's like Chuck Woolering people based on their... Uh, racial makeup. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Fun. Not just racial, but also, yeah, probably just racial. I mean, I think when you really come to him, yeah, let's racial be honest. We know what year we're in. Yeah. Eugenics held better baby contests <laughs> and <laughs> fitter families for future fire, firesides competitions <laughs> at <laughs> expositions and state fairs. Okay. Yeah. So see, this is where John Bonet started. The. <laughs> This is how it all started. This is where it all starts. All of a sudden, she's got that blue ribbon. <laughs> so wait, the first one again? Better, better baby contest. <laughs> what is that? That's just where. Just where you look at the babies and go, that one's fucked up. <laughs> oh. So you, this you're Westminster Rink, and I walk it around. Well, that one doesn't cry. Can I see the blonde again? That's the order I want them in. The blonde, the black hair, the nothing. That's it. Hold on, hold on. Let me see the buttholes. Huh? You're not a judge. You've got a judge costume on. Let me see the buttholes. Get out of here. I want to see the buttholes. Do not expose him to those. (laughs) We cut his balls off, but he's still obsessed with this contest's assholes. Oh, poor baby. And then the second This is a better butthole contest, isn't it? <laughs> it is not. If a man comes over here asking you to enter the better butthole competition, turn him away. Yes, it's in the room next door. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you here for the BBC? <laughs> I mean... An old new planet Earth. How it was... We find out that's, this is how the BBC started. This isn't really about Hitler. It's definitely about you the know BBC. what else it could stand for? <laughs> 
Uh, Wait, what's the second one after? So the, the second one is fitter families for future firesides. Okay, for that's future just, firesides. I think that's like like, like, con- like, like sitting around the, the fireside fire. chat. Best family to hang with. Yeah, I think like, great, <laughs> These are great superlatives. Yeah, well, fire. I think they're talking about like you know orating and be able to talk well and have conversations. Boy, he improved the fire, didn't he? Didn't he? I Whoa. mean, I have Unreal. never... I've never seen someone bring a stick with them. God, what that a you great just, It already had a marshmallow well, on it. I swear <laughs> if my nuts hadn't uh, been removed. And then he brought up the Tropic of Cancer? I've oh, never even he, heard of that. He, they were a delight to yes, say Yes, the they least. were great. So Put your butthole on this stick. <laughs> no, sir, 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 yes. sir. He is what? not part of this competition. Their imbecile cousin that they brought to the fire Sir, was a little weird. We've cut everything out of him we can. He's still running these bootleg competitions. I don't know what else we can take. He's, he's nothing inside. You see him crawling. <laughs> he's not welcome to the fire. <laughs> the eugenics record office offered guidance for hosting contests. An organizer of the first Fitter Families contest <laughs> Fitter family. said, quote, while the stock judges are testing the cows in the stock pavilion, we are judging the Joneses, Joneses Smiths, and Johnsons in the human stock pavilion. Yeah. Definitely the widest names ever there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are no, no Ramoses in that. No. <laughs> Where should the Torreses go? <laughs> yeah. There's a butthole thing over there. <laughs> Actually, you can take the Torreses over that one. That'll be... Tens of thousands of Americans learned about eugenics from these well-publicized competitions. Any healthy family could enter by answering a long questionnaire about their eugenic history. Oh, God. Judges were physicians, psychologists, social workers, and uh, eugenics field workers who evaluated each member of the family for <laughs> superiority while flushing out those with mental, physical, or social defects. Jeez, that's got to be so demeaning. <laughs> no, you're stupid. You're imbeciles. You shouldn't be here. Don't you just imagine them with the white people like, okay, who's the worst dancer? Now you're <laughs> definitely the whitest. You know? like that, that's like the competition. Yeah. Who runs the slowest? <laughs> hey! Yeah, who runs the slowest? Now we're going to put on music. <laughs> All right. What? Hey. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh. oh, my boots are clanking together. <laughs> Hope I didn't mess up. No, Can you we won't. get a line and do this? <laughs> uh, sir, you asked the question we've been waiting to hear. <laughs> Welcome to the winner's circle, my man. <laughs> That's all we know. You get to keep your baby makers. <laughs> Individual scores were then compiled of the family members to arrive at a family's grade. Final scores of a B-plus or above earned a bronze medal that had... Yeah, I have goodly heritage inscribed on it. Oh, it's like, this is where Trump's ancestors come from. Goodly, smartly. Mm. (laughs) Oh, so you guys placed as a family, huh? Oh. Oh. Goodly heritage. Goodly. Oh. (laughs) Bronze, too. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why we got a C. (laughs) Well, they weren't giving grades out. (laughs) Maybe that was your part of the issue. Posters were put up at fairs with messages like, Oh, God. Some people are born to be a burden on the rest. (laughs) Can you imagine reading that and being like, Well, let me stop and finish. 
Oh, so you are born that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, informative It's poster. not something I learned from my environment. No. <laughs> uh, there is also only healthy seed must be sown. Wow, that's pretty clear. (laughs) And are you fit to marry? (laughs) I just start crying and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why'd you have to say it on a poster? And it's one of those those ones with 30 posters of it. (laughs) I can't run away (laughs) from it. It's every uh, side. <laughs> but all this running is making me very fit. <laughs> Remove them. <laughs> and then there's a longer uh, poster. How long are we Americans to be so careful for the pedigree of our pigs and chicken and cattle and then leave the ancestry of our children to chance? <laughs> so, Chad, we saw your poster. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. We love Did the- you like the pigs? Yeah, the whole art design is unreal, but uh, I guess our only worry is, is it too wordy? (laughs) It's a poster. Oh, because you can't read? (laughs) No, I... Degenerate! Chad. Cut his balls off! (laughs) Chad, quit pitching, okay? (laughs) It's like one of those church signs that you're like, why do you have that much writing? I'm just going to drive off the road. Jesus, come Sunday, and then it'll be the best. 12 (laughs) to 2! I should have slowed down. In 1917, <laughs> the film The Black Stork was released. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> it was advertised as a eugenic love story. Oh, good. Sort of a <laughs> battlefield earth for eugenics. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> it got national distribution and a huge promotion campaign. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. We're doing coasters, mugs, hats, everything. <laughs> oh, people will love it. Black store. This will hold up well in the future. <laughs> the plot. A doctor advises a eugenically mismatched couple not to have children because they are likely to be defective. The woman then gives birth to a defective child. Oh, no. Oh. no. Which she allows to die. <laughs> then the dead baby levitates into the arms of Jesus Christ. Well, Dave, I'll see ya. <laughs> nice work. Bye, Gareth. Bye. It seems... It's, Oh, he came back with beer. Yeah, it seems I need like it. a really just from the as a writer, it seems like a super short movie. Not if M Night Shyamalan did it, <laughs> unless there's like an hour of fucking. Yeah, it's a little. They say we should they, do this, or they show, let's show him, or they show the baby in real time, like eight days. Like, well, he's just not going, is he? He's a little. <laughs> it's a trooper. Jesus is holding his arms up, waiting. <laughs> God, we're letting him decide. Good hmm. Lord. Well, back Black tomorrow. Stork. Black Stork 2 <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Squeakle. <laughs> Ooh, not so much. <laughs> not too long of a squeakle. The film played at movie theaters around the country for more than a decade. No! No! <laughs> no! Hey, you guys want to take mushrooms and go watch the Black Stork? No, man. Last it's time back. I tried to peel myself, man. It's like rude. But fuck when that baby flies. I'm like, what? Jesus. 
Jesus. How good was this? Like, how, how good was the baby going to Jesus in that era? I mean, it looks like he's I really mean, in Jesus' I can't arms. Even, the special effects. Where are the strings? I don't get it. Uh, it must how be did, motion cap. It must, they must have gotten this live. Oh, wow. There's no way you could physically do that with a baby. Well, and how do you get Jesus to shoot I a movie? Know. He's so busy. He's so busy. Very hot right now. He's so busy. You're He's both, in so uh, much toast right now. You're both defective. Well, found well. two more. <laughs> that's how they that's how they find people. They yeah. just see if they're going they, to the movie. No, they just put up <laughs> It's just like a pie eating contest sign. Pie eating contest right this way, sir. Where are the pies? We're removing your genitals. It's like the Hey, wait! They used to put those signs up in the South. Did you ever see those signs like on the freeway? They were like, exit now because a drug check ahead. Oh, really? And so people with drugs in their car would always exit. And they would just catch them. Good heads up. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. All right. So, so, I mean, eugenics right now, we're not sure about. I just Checkmate, eugenics. Plastered a sign. <laughs> Not kidding. So the black stork was based on an actual case in Chicago. The doctor had allowed a woman's, quote, defective baby to die from lack of treatment. The courts then ru- ruled that he was within his professional rights to do so. Oh, my God. The doctor played himself in the movie. That's what this was all about. Can you imagine that, that production decision? <laughs> Look, when we come down to it, the best guy who read for it was the actual doctor. And we shouldn't turn him away just because he actually lived this. Yeah. Everybody seemed a little weird about killing the baby, except Dr. Jensen. Yeah. Also on set with him, that's not how she said that. Yeah. He just does a lot of riffing. Yeah, yeah. Ad-libbing. <laughs> Ad-libbing. Okay, here are at you, this point, are my Are you ready for the movie's tagline? <laughs> oh, no. Are we? <laughs> I thought Anybody want to get asked. up and leave? <laughs> Is that the tagline? <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Here it is. Oh, black, black stork. Kill defectives, save the nation, and see black stork. <laughs> it's a little nail on the head. It's a little nail on the head. For those of you listening at home, Gareth just pulled a screen down over his face. Now he can't get it back. Oh, that could also Eugenics! be... Eugenics! <laughs> that could also be the tagline. I did yeah. a brain puzzle. Now he can't get it back up. What... Wait, say the tagline again. You're not going to like it. I just can't get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> Kill defectives, save the nation, and see the black stork. <laughs> and see the black stork. Well, I have to now. That's quite an opener, too. Oh, I hey. mean. <laughs> Gareth's physical comedy almost ruined the show. <laughs> I'm sure it'll translate to and the Zach listeners. Zach had to come out and save you. The eugenics record office also had a model sterilization law to make it easy for legislators to write bills. 
The socially inadequate included the feeble-minded, insane, criminalistic, epileptic, habitually drunk, diseased, blind, deaf, deformed, and dependent. Dependent? I mean, the list is totally fucked up, but dependent is also crazy. He needs money. Get him in here. (laughs) Fix him right up. He's been drunk. Well, he won't do. In 1909, Washington, California, and Connecticut passed sterilization laws. The law was challenged in Washington, and the court unanimously ruled that the procedures were not considered cruel and unusual, and, quote, was no more serious than was the extraction of a tooth. Well, I mean, there's a little bit more laughing gas involved. (laughs) Yeah. And the extraction of a tooth. Yeah. Ah! Ah, that's pretty much it, though. Just, just your pubic tooth. <laughs> you, had a, you had a wisdom tooth. It was deep. It was impacted. Sterilization yeah. is only as bad as getting your tooth pulled. <laughs> right. And we do both. <laughs> You're a tooth and nuts. We're doing them all. Dude. We're banging them out. <laughs> Screws and nuts. <laughs> Screws and nuts. Nuts and bolts. The Washington decision set a precedent that would be used for decades in courts around the nation. The Washington State Legislature opened it up to more people. Now the feeble-minded, epileptic, and insane, along with morally degenerate persons and sexual perverts, would be sterilized. <sighs> but what if they were wearing a hat? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're wearing a hat, it's like... You, you get your immunity, free, like yeah. a total immunity. If you have See, a that's crazy, that's why there were so many Especially people wearing hats hat with a spinny thing on. Then you really, really can't good. be crazy. He's got a dog on his head. <laughs> right this way, sir. <laughs> Nevada, New Jersey, and Iowa passed sterilization laws in 1911. Iowa threw in syphilitics. Wow. <laughs> I wish it was still allowed in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> still oh, everybody hears from Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The first compulsory sterilization in the state was performed on a man convicted of sodomy. In 1913, Iowa expanded it and included moral and sexual perverts and diseased and degenerate persons. And it allowed people with syphilis and epilepsy to get voluntary sterilization. Oh, cool. Hey, I'm here for the nip tuck. I did it myself. Now, when you say voluntary, do you mean I do it in the bathroom? No. Well, yeah, if you want to. We're all bushed. Uh, go for they, it. If a, guy, if a guy or lady with syphilis got sterilized, then they could get married. So oh, cool. Like a, a bonus. Well, that's fun first date banter. <laughs> Where's your nose? Mm, I should point that out. <laughs> I've been cut. <laughs> what do you do again? <laughs> Mm, you sound very upper species. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Hello. Hello. Someone's not on the evolutionary <laughs> chart. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I have to change my gauze. <laughs> California did not fuck around when it came to sterilization. <laughs> the state would perform over 80% of all cases nationwide. <sighs> wow. We're number one. <laughs> We're number one. 80%. 80. 80%. Well, Cal- you know what they say? Woo! California leads the nation. It does yeah. it first. And then Rhonda was a 26-year-old mother of three children. She was schizophrenic and catatonic, infected with gonorrhea. And well, she doesn't have a <laughs> hell of a shot in this world. <laughs> and had an IQ of 46. Oh. So that's like a triple. 
Just, well, just we've got our first candidate. She checks all the boxes. <laughs> her history noted that she got drunk, left home, and associated with other men. Her husband signed the order three days after she was committed, and she was sterilized. Um, there's no uh, all of the above option <laughs> in this no. questionnaire. But, no. but there's no way her IQ was 46. Right. Like, that's like, yeah, yeah. this is a guy who's like, no, nah, she's dumb. Yeah, she's real stupid. Yeah, 46. What's an IQ? She's got a 46. That's <laughs> shitty. She's 46. Yeah, get rid of them. That's her age. Yeah. <laughs> just cut out her IQ. Age. She's 46. Just cut out her nuts. And what's her height? 46. <laughs> she's 46 height. 46 IQ, age 46. Um, yeah. sir, we'd like you to take this test really quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. 46 is the answer to any question that's written down. <laughs> oh, man, my name, 46. <laughs> okay. Where am I from? This oh, is God. easy, 46. Okay. Just sign the form, I've sign got my hatchet. Right now, I'll sign it by okay. my name. That's I've got my hatchet. T Okay. I E six. Mr. Mr. Spread your legs, you fuck. All right. Look out though, I got 46 tattooed down oh, there. Mr. God, I love 46. <sighs> Mr. Wahlberg, we need you to step right. Oh, this okay. Time. <laughs> Sorry. I'm shooting. 46 though. <laughs> Imagine if you was friends with the number 46. <laughs> oh man, I can't even. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> 46 Eve? 46 comes tomorrow, and I made him 46s. When is your birthday? 46! Great. <laughs> yeah. The... How many fingers am I holding at? 46. Sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't see that last one. Nice try, lady. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Trying to trick you. Yeah. yeah. Don't hide that I finger. Was. The head of the Sonoma Institution also wrote to a Mr. Romero, father of Juan, who was a minor at the Preston School father of, of Industry. Father of Juan or Juan? <laughs> Juan. Father of Juan. Juan. Father Juan. of Juan. Juan. Did he have other kids? Jose. So he was a father Jose. of Juan. <laughs> father of Juan Juan. He wanted Mr. <laughs> Romero Juan. to yeah. consent to his son's sterilization so, quote, he can never reproduce his kind. For we know from existence that individuals of his mentality should never bear offspring. The dad's like... <laughs> Wait. 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 Wait, what? So we have one, but you, you don't want two? <laughs> no more. <laughs> no, are you calling me... What? What just happened? <laughs> don't worry about it. Poker chips. <laughs> oh. 46! It's me! <laughs> the letter also said Juan's younger brother, Pablo, should be sterilized. Oh, Escobar? Uh, <laughs> Juan's older brother, Javier, had already been sterilized. Quote, having three boys in one family who ended up in correctional facilities was evidence that there is a hereditary thread and that any grandchildren born of these boys would be defective. Mr. Romero complained to a state health officer. He's like, this is fine. On um, what grounds? Kids <laughs> to have their nuts cut off. And the state health officer then wrote, quote, Mr. Romero is, of course, an ignorant, unintelligent Spanish man, and it is impossible to convince him of the value of the operation for sterilization, either for his son's protection or for that of society. It's a cultural difference. No, but I love that he goes to the guy that's supposed to help, and the guy's yeah. like, you're... you're 
Your family's really fucked up. We should cut your nuts off. Sorry. <laughs> You're with me, right? <laughs> yes. Let's take off your nuts right now. No, I'm in the wrong office. Surely. Yes. Not my huevos. <laughs> <laughs> Eggs, right? Sorry. Male eggs. <laughs> Six months later, Juan was sterilized. Oh. Oh. No Remember one saw that we, coming. Uh, <laughs> if I can say, if I can just say, we dodged that bullet. Hey. Uh. To help pass the Kansas sterilization law, one doctor wrote to a colleague, "Quote: To secure sterilization for your state, you'll have to get out and hustle." So no doctors write. <laughs> <laughs> this is like peop- campaigners. Yeah. No, you got to have a good ground game. Yeah, rock the boat. If you want to sterilize <laughs> Kansas, you got to have a good fucking ground game. Rock the nuts. <laughs> Your legislature has probably never heard of it. Tell them the story I heard of Blind Bill. I don't think anyone's going to oh, like no. the story of Blind Bill. Ooh. An oh, illegitimate yeah. child of a degenerate family who lived in a country poor asylum mm-hmm. and grew more and more bestial. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for many years, he was kept in a special house with a grated floor that could be washed out like an animal's cage. Well, what made him like a beast, Dave? Mm-hmm. Well, we just put him in the pig pen and he acted like a monster animal. <laughs> Eat your slop, monster boy. Boy, he really took to being a monster fast. I don't know what it was. Blind Bill would be a perfect candidate for sterilization. So that's a story he was supposed to tell legislatures. Right. That's with the local touch. Like a good friend of mine, Blind Bill, that I met the other day. <laughs> oh, this guy, Blind Bill. Excuse me. Yes, in the back. Is that the kid that shits on grates and you got to hose her off? Yeah, that's Blind Bill, all right. Love oh. that guy. Yeah. Hate, I mean, I hate that guy. Thank you. I was going to say, you might have to have the old cut cuts. <laughs> was he blind, too? Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, he just played a lot of poker. Well, then it would probably be not as bad. You'd be like, you're on a beach. He'd be like, the beach feels weird. <laughs> oh, paradise. <laughs> Many studies showed a close link between poverty, rural isolation, and feeble-mindedness. A study of mental health in North Carolina reported, quote, scattered rural communities in poor marginal lands with low standards of living and low levels of cult- cultural intellectual development show high frequencies of apparent mental deficiencies. Hmm. Like solitary, like if you're alone a lot, that's what they're saying. Or just a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as I'm reading it, this so- this sounds like what liberals say today about people who live out in the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone laughs, but they're like, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another study of mental illness, mental deficiency, and epilepsy found that most had received some type of financial assistance from the state. Across the country, health and welfare professionals began to advocate for sterilization. Dr. Clovis <laughs> Pierce... I mean, are you Clovis. kidding me? <laughs> what? Was she Dr. With Sharp? Clovis Pierce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now terrifying. hold still. I'm going to uh, pierce, pierce your Clovis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of South Carolina... Is your Clovis pierced? <laughs> Want it to be? Doctor. I don't know what a Clovis is. Uh, it's me. Wait. I'm Dr. Sharp. <laughs> Do you want some help? Yeah. <laughs> I can hold the, <laughs> the scalpel. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Dr. Clovis Pierce of South Carolina refused to provide OBGYN services to poor women on welfare unless the women consented to sterilization <sighs> during delivery. 
Oh, oh. my God. What? During so delivery. instead of not receiving health care, half of the welfare mothers who delivered in his county received sterilizations. Ugh. One woman sterilized by Pierce testified that he told her, quote, Worked hard to pay my taxes, and I'm tired of having people come to have babies that can't support them with their tax dollars. <laughs> I don't I mean, even. How does uh, I? Uh, my head is a question mark. I. So he, he he would say that while he was delivering the baby. I don't know about while, but after, before. Push, push! It's your last one. Keep going. You got this. This will never happen again. You're a plague on society. <laughs> what? I'm yeah, tired. hey, look, your baby's here. It's a fucking loser. Good Lord, put it in the pile. Next! Is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's Neither gonna cost, eventually. It's going to cost money and end up in jail. Yeah, you can't afford my book, Bedside Manor. <laughs> Forget it. <sighs> Good. North Carolina <laughs> was also a huge eugenic state. Uh, it had a eugenic eugenics. board. Eugenics. Eugenics. So eugenic, eugenic. you're not even going to believe this place. It's eugenics. Number one as far as eugenics goes. The North Carolina had a eugenic board that looked into families on welfare. They inquired about the family's financial resources, the kind of work they did, and how much they earned. The That's board... going to be a fun knock at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <coughs> if you don't answer these questions right, we're going to leave with your testicles and ovaries. And we <laughs> are anyway. Hi. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, you had me at hello. <laughs> you guys like caramel toffee? <laughs> the board said the state had a financial interest in sterilization. Of those suggested for sterilization, the majority were farmers, 25% were considered unable to work, and 63% were on a, some form of welfare. Case files included a couple with eight children living in a three-room shack, oh God. a four-person family living in a, sh in a shack without a bed who slept on corn shucks and cotton piled in the corner. Well, that's as good as a man. Well, I'm telling you what. <laughs> corn that's shucks and cotton? Come on. That's how Dolly Parton was raised, and she turned out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Superior. That's Sarah's catchphrase. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Yeah. A former eugenics board member said the process was quick. Quote, we would <laughs> usually... quick. We usually have a brisk discussion, think about our own background, make a decision, and then move on. We may well have sterilized some folk who weren't that much retarded. Well, cool, as long as <sighs> that shrewd decision maker's at the helm. At least he admitted it. Just wanted to get out for lunch, you know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes some guy got sterilized because we were like, I'm hungry. <laughs> How much longer's happy hour? <laughs> well, let's do the old Hangry. cut and run. <laughs> <laughs> Coercion was used. In Indiana, a 16-year-old Camille, who was, quote, rather attractive and well-developed physically, was admitted to an institution at the age of 16 because she got VD. A social worker came to Valentine's the parents' home. Valentine's Day? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day. Huh, adorable at that uh, age. Oh, the DVD. <laughs> a social worker came to the parents' home and said she would be released only after she was sterilized. So the parents agreed. Because they didn't really have a choice. How do they sterilize somebody? Is it a uh, shot? Or is it... I don't really... I'm it's sorry. It's not a shot. I don't, I don't really know what understand. they would do back then to... Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I, they would probably go in and snip the, uh, yeah, snip the fallopian tubes, right? Yeah, they'd probably go in and... Yeah. Well, they just the give you, like, remove your ovaries. I don't know if, maybe they remove, they might just snip. I think you just cut those bad boys and those eggs start rolling around inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
think that they could they could inject you with something, you know, and then. I don't think they had that time, back then. My guess is that injecting. And, and back then like, they'd inject you with you'll oil. You'll be up and running tomorrow. <laughs> they were like, "Sorry about that. We cut your Oops. stomach twice on accident." <laughs> What's an ovary? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> well, we're gonna put you up a string, and uh, that should do it. Don't come back. Either way, see ya. Oh, that was motor oil. <laughs> yeah. I get these confused. Oh, I'm really. I'm so clumsy. Such a goof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that how they stir. But okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> the youngest per- person sterilized was nine years old. What? How? That's how? it. How? How? <laughs> <laughs> You brush your teeth. One more time, you don't brush your teeth. And I am taking your balls. Oh, man. Oh, yes, you're so Mommy. tough. Oh. There were three 10-year-olds, 31 11-year-olds, 67 12-year-olds, 116 oh my God. 116 13-year-olds, 226 14-year-olds, 335 15-year-olds, and 406 16-year-olds. This oh sounds like the number God. of child pictures on Gareth's computer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like on your your hard drive. <laughs> it's not There's on the soft drive. 17, 11-year-olds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are some that astounding is numbers. Those are like soccer camp numbers. I mean, it sounds like you're dividing up like, all right, guys, the 11-year-olds are over here. Is that in one... I, st- is that the whole country? Yeah, I think that's oh numbers for the whole country. But I assume that's because... Like, if you're nine and you're getting sterilized, it's because your dad's fucked up. Like, it's not your fault. No, no. Well, okay, that probably helps. You know I'm sure I mean? they still feel like, like it's I'm not, They're not yeah. like, well, this kid's a fucker. They're like, well, the dad's really. Look at this guy. I mean, if my, if you guys met my dad, you'd be like, oh, go yeah. ahead and cut. Yeah. Go ahead and cut. Use your teeth. Whatever. The good well, thing that is, is the preferred method by some of the doctors, sir. Good thing is people were really open to therapy back then, so yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they got over that. <laughs> yeah. They really were. Now nah, I don't want to talk to a doctor. Cut off his balls. He's a man. <laughs> Was. <laughs> Just throw some black coffee on it. You'll be, be fine. Fine. <laughs> Virginia's legal forced sterilization program was acted, enacted in 1924, the same year the legislature adopted the Racial Integrity Act that prohibited interracial marriages from episode 166. So it was all coming together for us. Yeah. Right. Carrie Buck was 18 years old and lived in Lynchburg State Colony for epileptics and <coughs> feeble-minded. Oh, cool. Well, in it doesn't Virginia. sound like the deck stack stacked against anyone I there. I mean, the sharp. L-S-C-E-F. Oh, God. Sharp, Pierce, Lynchburg. This, this story a has it of, all. A lot of... She was committed after she got pregnant. She had been assaulted by a family member, and to cover it up, the family had her committed. Oh. It was a better time. Uh. <laughs> Doesn't this Who, sound like you... a third world country? Yeah, where you're like, like, honestly, this is no yeah, way this th- is in America. No. no. <laughs> but this is so yeah, everyone's years like, ago. no. Two years ago, here in America. <laughs> but still, the sterilization. I mean, it's great. The superintendent. <laughs> Super, who came up with superintendent, by the way? That's what they called the guy who ran the fucking crazy yeah, but houses. Just don't put super before your name. What's Here crazy? Intendant. Awesome. Really good. In, yeah, no, just like president intendant. The president. The kick ass. I'm a superintendent. <laughs> I'm, yeah. What's crazy is that they're sterilizing people, but they're probably not sterilizing the room no. or the needle. No. Or like anything. Absolutely and not. And just giving people. Oh, sterilization's key. <laughs> Spread your legs. <laughs> 
hurt you. Ah, it'll be fine. Uh, so the superintendent said she should be sterilized. Then supporters of the sterilization law, including the superintendent, asked Carrie's guardian to challenge the sterilization order so that the law could be upheld and sanctioned by the courts. Oh, that is so This is such an uplifting story. I'm so glad. The case went all the way to the never, ever wrong United States Supreme Court. Well, I'm sure they got it right. Next, let's. we don't even need to say what they found. 100% accurate. High five. Moving on. (laughs) The superintendent testified that Carrie was the feeble-minded child of a likewise feeble-minded woman. On May 2nd, 1927, the Supreme Court issued an eight- to one decision that Carrie, as well as her daughter and her mother, were all feeble-minded and mm. therefore prone to pros- <laughs> promiscuity. <sighs> the court ruled three Virgin- generations. Yeah, they yeah they they went in to get one and they're like, let's get the whole. Well, by the way, though, grandma's is free. Yeah, right? there's That's a deal. Us. It's That's a deal if you buy more. If you buy them both. Buy two. The elderly gets one for yeah. free with mm-hmm. the discount. The court ruled Virginia's law did not impose cruel and unusual punishment on feeble-minded so they could be sterilized. The court also said the sterilization laws were the same as mandatory vaccination laws. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Although there are a lot of people in Santa Monica that would agree with that. I don't get a flu shot. Fuck that. (laughs) Famous last words. I never got the flu. Justice Oliver Holmes wrote in his majority opinion, quote, the three generations of imbeciles are enough. Hooray! <laughs> we did it again! Three Carrie, seven. her mother, and her daughter were all sterilized. Uh, in 1924, <sighs> in a book called Mein Kampf... <laughs> uh, is now I- really the time to take a breather, Dave? <laughs> This is my favorite book. (laughs) (laughs) A man named Adolf Hitler wrote, quote, there is today one state in which at least weak beginnings toward a better conception of immigration are noticeable. Of course, it is not our model German Republic, but the United States. Oh, no. Oh, to be in the United States. Did you read it? All the freedoms of the United States. I know. I couldn't put it down. Reap off a janitor. Nobody gives you shit. Yes. Such a page turner. Hitler also wrote a fan letter. Ooh. Fan letter? To who? To U.S. eugenics leader Madison Grant calling his race-based eugenics book his Bible. I'm sure you get this all the time. <laughs> but I'm like such a super big fan. Yeah. I'm like Long so time. free. I'm look at me fangirling right now over <laughs> you. It's just a bot. Yes. Long uh, time listener. Be yourself, Adolf. Be yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah. Act like you've been here before. It's just it's very uh, pleasant. Big. Ah! What do I even say? Okay, like send back forever. <laughs> but um, you're like super cool and love. <laughs> All the stuff you do, and you're like dreamy, and like what all that stuff. And I don't. I hope you come to Germany sometime because it'd be fucking. <laughs> 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 I'd freak out. It'd be, like, uh, it'd be so weird to see you in person. I mean, let you do whatever you want if you're in town. So. 
Say the word, okay. <laughs> Do you want It? me to write all of this down? Yes, <laughs> everything. Yes, all the things. Okay. Even the last Even the little the little squeal? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they squeal at the bottom. Yeah, for sure. I'm Do you want me to write down this squeal at the bottom? Yes, this part okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Almost done. What else I say? I don't even know. <laughs> The XO XO big crush Adolf. <laughs> a California eugenics leader traveled to Germany and told a colleague, "Quote: oh You will be interested to know that your work has played a powerful part in shaping the opinions of a group of intellectuals who were behind <laughs> Hitler." Ah! You gotta meet these guys. Epic-making program. No. I want you, my dear friend, to carry this thought with you for the rest of your life. What? Wait. Whoa. 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 That's big. Awkward. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I'll think about it. <laughs> you have really jolted into action a great government of 60 million people. Well, that's valid. By the way, that doesn't end great. Um, <laughs> the Committee on Scientific Exhibits for the Public Health Association invited the German government to have, have an exhibition of their eugenics program. It was held in Pasadena, California. Oh, road trip? <laughs> yeah. And ah. they still have it there every year. The Roseblow Flea Market. <laughs> It's my favorite. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, get uh, out of here. Yeah. They have everything, literally. I love it. Oh, my God. I'm, I don't mean to Great be... Great barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. I have been to the Gap twice. Oh, God. oh man. I love the sheet sale. Oh. <laughs> so many white sheets. So cleanly. <laughs> the German eugenics ex exhibition was so popular, it was extended from one month to two months. They got extended? <laughs> because they were like Hamilton! <laughs> <laughs> What if they had a, a float in the Rose Parade? Hey! <laughs> uh, we are using only white roses in our parade. We are the best, and we won every category before we even started. <laughs> <laughs> they then were so popular, they, they took it on tour. Oh, oh my oh. God, what? 40,000 people went to see it in Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. Portland. <laughs> ah, well, you Portland, Portland people. <laughs> I knew there was something hidden there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> S state's a little they dicey. Couldn't, they, they couldn't be that good. No. U.S. eugenics expert Harry Laughlin was invited to Germany to receive an honorary doctorate for his work <laughs> on the, quote, science of racial cleansing. Oh, God. Oh, my There. God. It's such a great award. Oh, Thank you. I, mean, I you didn't know. think it would I, be me. I would like to thank <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> He could you know, you're a little boy and you dream someday of being on this stage and here you are, all your hard work's paid off. Holding the award. <laughs> I didn't uh. think I racial cleansed that much, but you guys, oh, thank God. you. I thank didn't you. prepare a speech, but I did write all these names down. I got to thank my <laughs> agents at ICM. <laughs> um, you yeah. guys are unbelievable for getting me out for this. 
I made a whole list playing. of names. I'm yeah. sure that will come yeah. in handy. Doctor Sharp. <laughs> Doctor Sharp, you're unreal, dude. You're the <laughs> man, Doctor Sharp. Top dog. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody giving an award and not listing a Jewish name? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be impossible. That would deserve an award. <laughs> the the non-Jewish acceptance award. Yeah, I've well, never heard a speech uh, where you don't thank somebody who has a lot of power. That's what I'm saying. It's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sound it like to a, the Oscars. It didn't sound like a compliment. It's all, it's anyway, okay, Moonlight. Right. Yay. <laughs> Unfortunately, Harry could not attend due to a lack of funds, so he picked up his award at the Rockefeller Institute. Who do you send to accept it for you? <laughs> um, hey, um, you guys. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Bloody honor. Great to be back. Yeah, no. <laughs> he showed it off to his colleagues, saying that he, quote, felt it symbolized the common understanding of German and American scientists in the nature of eugenics. After the war... Public opinion towards eugenics and sterilization programs became more negative in light of the connection with the whole genocide thing in Germany. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Did it stop it? Of course not, Dave. No. Nope. Iowa created a state board of eugenics in 1946. Oh, Get out of here. Oh, my God. Iowa. Uh. I knew it. <laughs> I called you out. It would meet quarterly and, quote, submit the names of all persons living in the state it knew to be feeble-minding, insane, Christ. syphilitic, habitual criminals, moral degenerates, or sexual perverts. Four sterilizations would continue quite a list. in Iowa through 1963. Oh, my God. But things were changing. People were slowly starting to realize this was not great. Uh, uh. California slowly wound down their sterilizations. sterilizations. The number of forced sterilizations dropped from 255 operations in 1951 to 51 in 1952. And by the mid-50s, it was below 20. Oh, good. Getting those numbers down. Nice. Mm. The American Medical Association, which had strongly backed sterilization, wrote in a 1960 report that sterilization laws had, quote, moved with such speed that today many persons question whether this swift acceptance was wise from either a scientific or legal point of view. Is, isn't that always... Isn't that always... Man, we got so into it. We get real... But that's what always happens. We just get so caught... They all, they yeah. all get so caught up in the shit right away yeah. that they're like, gotta do it now. Cut their braids out now. Off with their balls. Let's move, move. We know the answer. 46. Well, they... 46! Thank you. I forgot that line. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were, they were literally being told by scientists they were going to be overrun by idiots. <laughs> That's the premise. That happened anyway. Well, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it was almost going to be like impossible. Oh, anyway. And yet, sterilization was not over. In oh. March <laughs> of 1968. Ooh. Hello. Summer of Love. In North Carolina, which the state eugenics board, yes, still existed in 1968, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sterilized a 14-year-old girl who a county social worker concluded was promiscuous and feeble-minded. Montana revised... Now we just send them on Maury. 
Oh my God! What if they had sterilization episodes of Maury? Oh, Maury. <laughs> well, you I are sh- getting sterilized. Yay! Oh. And the rest of you have boot camp. <laughs> Montana revised its sterilization law in 1969 to give mental health authorities the power to sterilize anyone they who they deemed would be quote unable to adequately care for or rear offspring without the likelihood of adverse effects on such offspring. So, everybody. Yeah. Hmm. 95% of people. In 1975... Stop it. Utah... was a very good uh, year. Utah, here we go. Utah, of course it was Utah. Mm -hmm. Passed a law requiring that the courts, when considering whether or not to sterilize someone should determine if the person, quote, could adequately care or provide for a child. That's it. That's it. So people with a secret handshake were deciding. Basically. Great. But it's based on, so let's say you're like, I don't want kids. Well, and you're not going to have them uh, because (gasps) you're dumb, in our opinion. (laughs) Um, In in 1968, the Nebraska Supreme Court upheld... Forced sterilization, but the next year the state legislature repealed the laws. The courts bet courts bet kept me in courts. In nineteen seventy two, the Court of Appeals of Oregon also upheld forced sterilization. Four years later, in nineteen seventy six, the North Carolina Supreme Court upheld the constitutiona- constitutionality oh my God. of the state sterilization law. Well, they the never major- lasted anything. Yeah, no, they know. They stick in. In the bathroom. The majority decision claimed the right to procreate is not absolute, but it is vulnerable to a certain degree of state regulation, and the interest of the unborn child is sufficient to warrant sterilization of a retarded individual. Oh, my God. In 1979... Stop it. No, no. This is good. Stop. California's sterilization law... It's just like water that's closing in Mm -hmm. on me right now. No, this is good. In 1979, California's sterilization law was repealed. Okay. Isn't that great? When fucking Carter was president. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. North Carolina's sterilization law was finally repealed in... 2015. I bet it's not been repealed. I bet it's not been repealed. 1987. Oh, my God. I lost. Oh, my God. Family Ties was on the air. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Governor, I'd like to make a proposal. <laughs> uh, we're not hearing new proposals right now. There's still, as of 2006, no. there was still one on the books in oh, Washington where? State. Get out of it. Washington State? It's not enforced. Yeah, fucking it's not it. enforced. It's that. just on the books. Yet! Uh. In 2013, North Carolina approved a $10 million uh, compensation for victims of eugenics. Virginia followed suit. So those are the only two states to compensate victims. More than, more than 7,600 people were sterilized in North Carolina. More than 20,000 Californians. Two-thirds of states had sterilization laws. At least 63,000 Americans were sterilized. Oh, my God. Oh, and 148 California female prisoners were sterilized between 2006 and 2010. What? You, you're, what is your problem? In Snake a, in the grass. In a supposedly voluntary program, but it was determined later that the prisoners did not give consent. Oh, my God. What the Well, fuck? consent is a pre-existing condition. Uh. 
God bless America. The land that I love. <laughs> he's a, he's a, stand beside <laughs> her. I don't want to go home. I don't want to leave. I really love it here I so much. Pasadena. They get me here so fucking bad. Have you, have uh, you been... Oh, have you seen this Banana Republic? No. I, could, I could be the mayor of oh, it. Unveil. Can we conquer it? Why not? It's crystal mode. Uh, it's so just a reference. <laughs> this is not. We were uh, Nazi we? Germany's think tank. Uh. That is such a bizarre. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Uh, we are monsters. <laughs> I mean, we just, we know it, but my God. How the fuck does that happen? We also, in the 70s, sterilized tons of Native Americans. In the 70s. <laughs> well, I mean, I, we're the gift that keeps on giving. I'm sure they're glad they met us. So could this be? Oh, they're back! Oh, they've got a new plan. It's a reboot. Run, run. You think maybe this is why I've never had kids? It's just like maybe genetically somewhere down the line. That's the reason. It's not that like no one loves me. No, of course. (laughs) No, no, you don't have to love someone. No, no. Um, that's not what my priest says. So. No, no. And I think if we've learned one thing here, oh. it's listen to them. If, yeah, he he especially is not about the love thing. Um, he he's from the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um. So so up in the front there, we have books. We'll be selling them. We'll sign them. Uh, you know, posters, we'll, too. Yeah, posters. We'll take pictures. Kiss the babies. All You know, all the good we'll stuff. kiss the baby. Give it up for Sarah Tiana. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. We'll be out there in a few minutes. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.